Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the English top four leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening as ever. Yeah, thank you to everyone who listened last week. Unfortunately, we could not bring in the bomb-proof treble for our uh, second win in a row, but we got the draw treble, didn't we? All teams we picked actually drew. Yeah, um, of all the teams that were playing that weekend, remember there was a few League 1, uh, League 2. Um, Swindon would have been the last team that I would have expected to trip up, but they did. They, they could only manage a draw against lowly Chesterfield. Forest Green did the business. We had them double chance and uh, they drew. They even took the lead. And then Gillingham, they got a draw against Berry, which uh, was a very poor result, especially at home. Yeah, not what either side needed there. But uh, the odds we could have had on the draw treble, Jesus, that would have, have been a nice win, wouldn't it? My, my God. <laughs> the part, we, we could have retired, all of us. Every last one of you people listening the, listening to the podcast could have all retired if we put that on. Bloody hell. Anyway, we've got a nice little bomb-proof treble. We've got two bomb-proof trebles for you, actually, this weekend because we're sick of teaming up and we're going back to head-to-head. So uh, we'll come to that later in the show. But as usual, we'll go through the Premier League games. We'll go through the Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our best bits. And we also got a little bit of trivia that I think is 100% accurate this week after last week's uh, mishap. So that's later on in the show. So without further ado, let's dive into the Premier League, shall we, Tom? And straight into a cracker of a first game back. That's the 12.30 Saturday kickoff, and it's Arsenal at home to Tottenham. So you can get the home side, the Gunners, at 13-10, to the Draws at 5-2, to and Spurs are at 15-8. to how can you see this one going? For me, this is Spurs. This is Spurs yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. The tides have completely turned. I think Arsenal as a club, as a team, fans, I think they're intimidated. And I think Spurs are officially the elite club in North London. Yeah. 100%. It's very These two have changed places over the last five years. Yeah. And I fully expect Tottenham to win. It won't be easy. They're not going to 3 nil them. But I honestly think, you know, Spurs will probably go for a 2-1 or something like that. I can I can see them winning, definitely. Yeah, so 15-8 is actually really good odds then for Spurs, who do have the second best away record in the league. Um, it's worth saying that Arsenal are unbeaten at home this season with the third best home record in the league. Uh, one thing that I, I don't know if I've missed or what, Obviously, Kane, Winks and Deli Ali all had to withdraw from the England squad with injury. Has there been any word that you've seen on whether they're going to be 100% fit, the trio? Last time I saw, all three would be available. Okay. Uh, obviously, the big one is Kane. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, last time I saw Pochettino chat, he said that all three would be available. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a big, big boost to Spurs then. Uh, personally... I'd probably have this one down as a score draw. So the draw 5-2, to two, uh, score draw 7-2. to two. But I can't see Arsenal winning either way. So Spurs for me, or score draw, not an Arsenal win. I think obviously a lot depends on Lacazette as well. Mm. 
it's been well documented that Lacazette is not getting the game time that a fifty million pounds striker should be. He bagged two for France against Germany um, in a in a high profile friendly. Yeah, he's their top scorer. It's stupid we should even be asking this, but will he play? <laughs> yeah. Will he play? Because they're such a better side with him, and and Sanchez has not hit the heights this season. He no, he couldn't give a monkey's about Arsenal. I don't think. No, they should have cut their losses last uh, last summer. He does not care one bit. Is his heart's not in this? He's he's our not Man City or whatever. Yeah, one million percent. And uh, to play him over a guy that's committed to your club very recently yeah. and is your top. It's just crazy, like. Wenger's probably the only guy that wouldn't play him yeah. in, yeah, in the right. world. Yeah. And he, and he is the one that matters. Yeah, so. that is very true. So we'll see. But uh, let's move on then to Bournemouth v Huddersfield. That's the first of the three o'clocks. So Bournemouth 17 to 20, the draw 12 to 5, and Huddersfield are 10 to 3. For me, this one should be a pretty comfortable Bournemouth victory. And I say that despite them only having picked up just four points at home this season. But three wins in their last four. It does look like they've kind of turned a corner now after a pretty poor start. Yeah, and for me, Huddersfield, uh, they they look really poor away from yeah, home, they don't do. they? They do. They really do. Um, they haven't even scored in their last four. Um, they just kind of roll over. I feel like they, they play for the crowd when they're at home and every game is like a cup final but away yeah. from home it it's really poor and uh, yeah I would have Bournemouth as well 100% yeah so not a bad price I don't think just just under evens Huddersfield's still doing well they're in 10th so probably a lot better than they any fan would have would have anticipated at the start of the season at, at the 11 game stage but um, as we say the away form is is the real worry it's at home where they're picking up these points. So Bournemouth, comfortable win, probably to nil if you're looking at recent form and recent results. Definitely. The next game is Burnley v Swansea. <laughs> Darshy uh, boy. D- Darshy's boys are 11-10 to 10 to get the win. Can you see him doing so? <laughs> Buddy, I fancy your lads 100%. Um, we, we have said that Swansea are a little bit better when the uh, pressure is off. Yeah. But they are in they are in awful form, aren't they? They've, yeah, they've lost um, five of their last six. Burnley, obviously, they, we've always said, haven't we, to start this season, they've gone to a new level this season. Yeah. Hence why Dyche is being held in, in such high regard. And, yeah, for me, this will be a low-scoring, comfortable win for Burnley. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. I just need to say, I absolutely love Burnley. I really do. Um, just four points off United and Spurs after nearly a third of the season and level on points with Liverpool and Arsenal. Like, what Dyche is doing there this season with the budget he's got, I think it's incredible. And The Everton rumours seem to have died down a bit, so it doesn't look like he'll be going there, which is great news for the Clarets. And I agree. A, a tight... 1-0, I think tight but comfortable 1-0 or two nil victory here for Burnley. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Like, we can't see Burnley 
three nil in someone. No. Um, but also, I can't see him being under under too much pressure. Swansea, uh, they've scored just seven goals in eleven league games. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're hardly uh, formidable at the sharp end. By the way, huge fan of Tammy Abraham. That's not a dig at him. Yeah. Uh, that's more of a dig at Swansea as a as a team. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, do you think Paul Clement could possibly be facing the sack soon? They're down in nineteenth, and uh, two points yeah. off off safety. Yes, um, I think he'll be the next manager to go. I think around Christmas time, when the fixtures really rack up, yeah, and uh, you know they they get him beat. January is round the corner. Yeah, uh, for me, I don't think uh, Clement will survive the winter. Okay, fair enough, mate. So, uh, either way, we expect Burnley to comfortably win this one at odds of over-evens, which is great. On to the next game, then. That's Crystal Palace at home to Everton. Palace 29-20, to the draw 9-4, to and Everton 15-8. to So, the bookies fairly split, but weighting slightly more towards Palace on this one. Um, I think the big question here is have Everton finally turned a corner after two weeks ago? They came from 2-0 down to beat Watford 3-2 in that enthralling match. That, yeah, that that is the big question. For me, I I would be siding with Palace here. Everton are definitely you know a little bit more dangerous. There's a bit more mystery in there about them. Like, have they turned a corner? Really? Uh, was it just a, a bit of a yeah. collapse by Watford? You, you know. But Palace, you know, they, they beat Chelsea 2-1. Uh, no one expected that. They held their own when they got beat by uh, Spurs. Yep. And now they've got Everton at home. And I think Hodgson, although I think Palace are still going to struggle, they don't score enough goals for me. I honestly can see Palace getting a victory here. Wouldn't tip it majorly strongly, uh, but I would choose Palace if I had to choose between the two. You know what, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out there and say that I reckon Everton are going to win this one. 15-8. to eight. And I tell you what, that's exactly why no one should really be betting on this game. No, um, no you're right. Because I can see a draw happening as well. And <laughs> yeah. I, I want Palace, you want Everton. Yeah, I don't think a draw suits Palace, to be honest. Because when they're playing teams down here, they're already six points off safety. Everton are seven points above them. They've really got to be eyeing this game as one where they need to get three points against an Everton team that is pretty shot of confidence. So I don't think it suits them a draw. Whereas Everton, with all the talk that's been going on about the manager, because they apparently wanted Dyche, not going to get Dyche. They wanted Allardyce, he's rejected them. They went for Marco Silva. Watford won't allow them to speak to him. Uh, they went for Nuno Espirito Santo from Wolves. The Wolves said no, and he he rejected Everton anyway. I think Unsworth is actually going to get this job till the end of the season now, and I think purely he, out of purely yeah, out of uh, he's about ten choice. Out. He's but, got it by default. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, I don't think it could work out too badly for them to be honest. Just this one season now of letting Unsworth have a go. He knows the club. He knows the players. Um, just to consolidate and just stay up around mid-table and then bring somebody else in at the end of the season. It's going to be interesting, this game. Really interesting. But I'm going to stick my neck out there and go for an Everton win. Palace for me. Interesting. It'll probably be a draw. 
so true. So true. <laughs> right, next we've got Leicester at home to Man City. The Foxes are 17 to 2. The draw is 17 to 4. And Man City are 3 to 10 favourites. Uh, can you see anything other than a Man City win once again? I can see this being a, a great game. Yeah. I would I would bet on this to be first on match at, well, actually, Lund, North London Derby. Mm. I can bet on this to be second on match of the day. Yeah, definitely. I can see like a 4 1, a 3 yeah, yeah. 2. Like, I don't think Leicester are going to roll over and, and die. Um, no. And. Yeah, you know, they've only failed to score in two of the last 11 games. Um, and we all know about City going forward. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty obvious that I, we all fancy City. Uh, maybe the over 2.5 or maybe even over 3.5 uh, market is where we should be looking. Yeah, a couple of odds here that I looked at and quite fancied. So City win both teams to score is 7 to 5. And then you've got City win and over 2.5 goals is 3-4. to four. Yeah, I, I think I'd be looking at those uh, more than the 3-10 the, the yeah, that definitely. you can get City at. Um, what do you think? Can you see goals? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely agree with you, mate. Out of the two I just mentioned, instead of the 3-10, to 10, I'd probably be... If you wanted to really be safe and get slightly better odds the the three to four for City winning over two point five at three to four, um, but I, again I could see City win both teams to score at, at seven to five. Could see either. I just want to touch on on Leicester because they've made a pretty decent start under uh, Claude Puel. Do you think it's a good appointment? Do you think that he's going to push them on because they do seem to have a knack of sacking managers at the right time and then bringing in the right manager to take the club forwards again. So if you look back at when. Nigel Pearson was there. They went on that great run, the great escape. They got rid of him. A lot of people thought it was harsh. But then Ranieri came in. They did the impossible, won the league. When they sacked Ranieri, they were down in the relegation places. Again, people thought it was harsh. But Craig Shakespeare came in, took them to relatively comfortable mid-table position at the end. Now they've got rid of him. People again think it's harsh, but Puel has started pretty well. It's so sad. It's so sad, yeah. But they they've got such a a good track record of uh, firing and hiring. It's hard to go against them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think Puel will do a steady job. Uh, they're not going to do anything incredible under Puel. I think he lacks a little bit of of ambition for that. Yeah. But let's not forget he took Southampton to a uh, to a cup final, um, and I'm pretty sure. He registered one of their best finishers in Premier League history. So he's definitely no mug. Um, I just think he may lack that that little bit of star quality to yeah. bring in the next level of player yeah. uh, that, that Leicester would need to move on. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a solid appointment. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on then to Liverpool versus their feeder club, Southampton. So Liverpool are four to eleven. The draw is nineteen to five, and the Saints are seven to one. Uh, nothing other than a comfortable Liverpool victory for me here. Yeah, same. I never, ever, ever tip Liverpool, ever. But Southampton are just poor. 
Very uh, They're uninspiring. They're bad at the back. They can't score. There's no confidence. Yeah. Uh, not much pace in the side. Yeah. Liverpool are just going to... They're going to be frightening, I think, going forward against this team. Yeah, it is a blow for them that Mane's once again come back from uh, international duty with an injury. So I'm not quite sure how, how bad that's going to be. But um, yeah, I do think either way, Liverpool are going to win this by multiple goals. And we're speaking about Paul Clement as possibly being the next manager to get sacked. This guy, Pellegrino, must be right up there. Yeah, it's, he's it's bloody. So he's cool. living on it. I think <laughs> if it wasn't for Southampton's, uh, if not a relatively patient approach, yeah, I think. Yeah. And they're not really in desperate danger of going down, uh, but I think they're losing the fans. And I think. Yeah. If you remember, if you remember back when uh, when Middlesbrough were in the Championship, Steve Gibson actually sacked Southgate because he was losing the fans. Mm. The club were losing. Attendances were falling, you know, merchandise sales, all that kind of stuff. And I think there's a real danger of that happening again at Southampton because there just isn't any excitement about that club at all. It is nothing. nothing. God, they're so bored. They they went from, you know, Lalana, Lambert, and all these kind of Mane. They went from all these players, Tadic, like that. When Tadic is on it, he's he's a great player, and uh, yeah, they just went from all that excitement to selling and moving on and selling and moving on, and yeah. it seems to have caught with them because they're dollars dishwater now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I completely agree. Completely agree. Let's move on then to the Hawthorns, where we've got West Brom at home to Chelsea. So the baggies are nine to two, the draw is sixteen to five, and Chelsea are eleven to twenty. West Brom are absolutely diabolical, aren't they, at the moment? I I can't see them breaking their slump against Chelsea here. I mean, is Pulis under pressure? He's got to be. He's got to be. We were saying, well, we said it for a few weeks now on the podcast, haven't we, that this is the the worst Tony Pulis run that we can remember for a long, long time. Um, They've not won a league match since the 19th of August, which was 10 games ago. Yeah, it's bloody crap. It's terrible. <laughs> it's rubbish. <laughs> Absolutely rubbish. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, another example of losing the fans. I think there's always going to be that when Pulis is your manager, you know, certain players, uh, certain fans aren't happy with tactics and what they get to see for their 25 quid or, yeah, uh, not well, 45 quid probably more accurate. Um, so yeah, maybe he's under pressure. It's not going to get easier because Chelsea are going to win here. No, definitely. No, they've got Spurs next weekend as well. So <laughs> yeah, they're in big trouble. Yeah, Chelsea eleven to twenty. Not the most satisfying price ever, but uh, yeah, I think they'll get the win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, with the promoted sides doing pretty well, we've got Brighton in eighth, Huddersfield in tenth, Newcastle in eleventh. I know we're only just under a third of the way through the season, but it's the way it's going. I could really see one of the more established Premier League clubs, like a West Brom, like we're seeing Palace down there, getting relegated back down to the Championship this season. I don't know if you've thought about this. Give me your three that are going. Right now? Right now. If if, if the season ended and, you know, well, you know, just predict who you think's going. 
Palace, West Brom, Huddersfield. Palace, Huddersfield. I'm re- I'm re- Swansea. Yeah, Palace, Huddersfield, Swansea for me. Yeah, my I was on an R and over West Brom or or Swansea. Yeah, um, but I think yeah, like you said, you know that would be Palace and um, Swansea slash West Brom. Yeah, three teams that you know up until recently were were pretty established. You know, never really pulling up too many trees, but uh, you know they're definitely comfortable slash mediocre relegation fight so it would be surprising if all three promoter teams stayed up but yeah. I, I ultimately don't think Huddersfield will have enough No, I'd like to see it but I think if you couple their away form with the home form they, they cannot keep winning at home like they have been doing, I think that's going to come crashing down as, as teams figure them out the further we get into the season and then that's when the away form which is so poor is really going to make a difference and I can see them yeah, and also, the table. Also, when you when you're winning at home only, the amount of pressure that puts on games. Yeah, yeah. And I think Huddersfield are an underdog, aren't they? They're, if you yeah. look at the size of the club and the history, you can say, oh, you know, they're great. They should be grateful to be in the top flight. They, they don't really, you know, carry much weight to them. But yeah. being an underdog isn't it suits them. When they're at home against Brighton and they really need to win, that's going to be a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Completely agree. So let's move on to another team that's an underdog this weekend, and that's in the 5.30 kickoff, and that's Newcastle. They're away at Manchester United. So you can get Manu at 1-4. The draw is 9-2, and Newcastle are 11-1. For me, this is going to be a Manchester United win, but I think it's going to be very close. Newcastle have lost three times away from home this season, and they've all been by a one-goal margin. And seven of their last eight matches, whether win or lose, have been decided by just the one goal. And So maybe a 1-0, 2-0 to United? Definitely. Um, I don't think Newcastle will quite have enough to, to bother United at the other end. Um, but yeah, United are, uh, are not really firing on all cylinders, and Rafa will uh, will have Newcastle nice and organised. I just want to ask you a question, Tom, yep. about Romelu Lukaku. Okay. He obviously he transferred to United in the summer. Started off in an absolute blaze of glory. I personally, and people can check my tweets. Um, or whatever they want, or they can go back to previous podcasts. Yeah, I've never, ever, ever rated the guy in the world-class level. I know he scores goals, but he scores goals against the poorer sides when the pressure is off. The pressure's on right now. Where is he? You're right. He, I don't think he can be considered world-class until he scores consistently in games against the top six. Um, one thing that's not helped him so far, I don't think, in his career is prolific at Everton, but they're not a side you'd say are expected to beat top six sides. And now Manu, the way Mourinho sets his team up, does not help Lukaku at all. And I think you spoke about it on a previous podcast where he's not very good at getting himself involved into the game. 
when he's not got that service and his team are sitting back and putting men behind the ball. So that's not helping him. But this is the kind of game I'd earmark him to score in. Home game against a mid-table side. This is what he relishes in. I'll have a bet with you. Go on. I bet you a fiver he doesn't score against Newcastle. Okay, I'll take that bet. <laughs> there we go. There we go, Profit Chasers. But- Live gambling on the podcast about <laughs> gambling. <laughs> it doesn't get more football betting podcasts than that. But um, do you think... But yeah, for me... Go on. Do you think Ibrahimovic is kind of weighing on his mind a little bit? Because nah. surely now Ibra is, is kind of nearing his return from injury. He should be back for the new year. So he can see this spectra of Ibra looming large. Because if he's fit, Lukaku on this form is probably not going to play. I can see what you're saying. Ibra's a winner. There's no way Ibra's gone there, you know, accepting a bench role. No. He'll probably know that that's his fate. Yeah. But he's a winner and he's going to want to start. He, he wouldn't give a monkeys about Lukaku's development, blah, blah, oh, blah. He wants to play. Yeah. Um, that shouldn't be worrying Lukaku. He's the club's record signing, one of the most expensive players ever. Uh, definitely got to be in the top seven off the top of my head. Um, he should be Mr. Big Balls. He should be, I, I'll i be playing in this team. Yeah. I deserve to be here. I'm the best striker we've got. So he shouldn't be. If he is, then he needs to have a chat with his uh, mentor, Thierry, and uh, get that out of his head. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. So uh, let's move on then to Sunday's match. There's just the one on Sunday. That's at four o'clock. That's Watford at home to West Ham. It's Moises, first game in charge. Watford are 21 to 20, the draw 23 to 10, and West Ham are 13 to 5. How can you see this one going? This terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> this game terrifies me. I agree. There's so many factors. I Watford, agree. very, 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 very good sometimes at home. Not really up to it. Yeah. Uh, manager trying to be poached by Everton. West Ham, capable, not very good at home, especially woeful at the back. New manager. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's too many factors for me to choose. If I absolutely had to, I'd go for a draw. Yeah, I can see a draw happening. Um, if you wanted to stick my neck out there, thirteen to five for for West Ham. Um, back in Moisey to have an instant impact. Not a bad price. Watford have lost three in a row, which worries me. And then what worries me a bit more about Watford is that they seem to buckle a bit under the weight of being expected to win and being favourites. And you can point to recent losses against Everton and Stoke when they've uh, come into the game as the favourite and they've lost both games. Um, that Everton game as well. Oof, that would have been crushing. Yeah. To throw away a two-goal lead against a side that's so low on confidence is, is pretty poor. Yeah. Tough one to call. Don't bet on it, Profit Chasers. Much better games to bet on this weekend. Um, finally then, Monday Night Football, and that's Brighton at home to Stoke. So you can get Brighton at 27-20, to 20, the draw at 21-10, to 10, and Stoke at 11-5. to 5. I'm going to say Brighton are going to win this one. Uh, yes, I... I would go for Brighton. I, I, I don't trust Stoke. I think, you know, last time I bet against them, 
they cost me. Yeah. Uh, I had Watford um, yeah. at home to Stoke. Stoke in the worst form imaginable, and they picked up a victory. Um, they were unbeaten in the last two. It's not going to be easy. I, I do like Brighton, especially at home. Uh, ironically, even though the last two games have come away from home. Um, for me, uh, Brighton to nil. Yeah, definitely can see that one happening. Okay, so that wraps up the Premier League for me. Is there anything you'd like to add before we move on? No, let's move on to the second tier. Right, so the Championship this weekend. Uh, there's quite a few things you could say about quite a few of these Championship games, to be honest. I'll let you start with uh, your pick of the bunch. I'm glad it's back, yeah, to be too. honest. Me too. I, I really am. Last weekend. Um, yeah, I... Honestly, I think there's there's a little um, there's a there's a few games in there. Small opportunity. I don't think it's it's thriving, but I think there's a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I'm going to start with is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Probably no surprise that I'm going for that. Um, you know, promotion favourites. You you can't really bet against them, can you? Um, they are away at Reading, which is not. It's not a walk in the park. Um, Reading have won two in a row recently. So they are down in 18th, but I think that's a little bit of a false position. They have got a game in hand as well on a couple of sides. Uh, But I just, I don't see how you can bet uh, against the the league leaders. And they're five to six. So it's it's a pretty tasty price. You know what? I just feel like if Wolves are going to win the league, this, these are the kind of games that need to be winning. But, saying that, I don't think I'd bet on this game. I really don't think I would. I think I'm a bit scarred by Reading winning the last two. So they scored three past Forest, our team. Then I had Derby on the bomb-proof treble uh, two weekends ago. And Reading went there and scored four, which is really impressive considering Derby were on a seven-match unbeaten run. And I think Wolves... Wolves' away results have been a bit mixed recently. They lost away at Sheffield United and QPR, and then they won away at Burton and Norwich. I, if Wolves won 2-0, it wouldn't surprise me. But ugh, would I risk it? I think there's better to bet on, if I'm honest. Best away record against the 20th best home record. Yeah. That's what I'm basing it on. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but for me, I fancy... Um, Wolves to do the business. Moving on, um, I'm going to go for the Friday night game. Um, it's going to be a pretty obvious tip. Uh, saying that, it may not be as clear-cut as you expect. So we have Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield United are away at Burton Albion. The price that evens, which I think is a really good price. Yeah. Um, on although Burton can be plucky, uh, they've not been on it at all. Um, they have actually got the second worst home record and the worst goal difference um, for the home records as well. Um, they are really struggling. They have the worst goal difference in the whole league, actually. Um, Sheffield United, they're pretty plucky away on the road. They're seventh in the uh, away form table. And I fancy him to do the business on Friday night. Price the evens. Yeah, not a bad price that, to be honest. I watched Nigel Clough on the EFL Matters programme on Sky Sports. I don't know if you've seen it, but 
he was on there a couple of weeks ago and he's saying that his Burton side of not been having any luck this season whatsoever. I think morale's getting a bit low. The, the performances haven't been great because teams have kind of worked them out a bit this season. Um, and that's evidenced in their really dreadful run. Say, just, just one win in the last six. And that win was actually against 10 men, Millwall, and they only had one shot on target in that game. And that was the, that was the goal. So performances have not been great from Burton. And Sheffield United just firing on all cylinders. Um as evidenced by the four goals they scored last time out. So, yeah, I think that's a good tip, mate. Over to you, if I've left any any for you. Well, um, I'm scraping the barrel a bit now. There's, there's not an awful lot that I like this week in the Championship, to be honest. Um, a couple that I, I'm going to pick out. Not the best odds at all, but Sunderland v Millwall. Um, you can get the Millwall double chance at 8-13, to 13, um, which when you consider Sunderland haven't won at home since 2016, uh, so it's nearly a whole calendar year they've not won a home match, the double chance price for Millwall doesn't, doesn't seem too bad there. Um, and a bit of an outsider tip from me, I don't know what you think to this one, but QPR to beat Aston Villa at home at 9-5. to five. In the last two home fixtures, QPR beaten both Wolves and Sheffield United, so top two in the league. And this Aston Villa side, they've got no John Terry with a broken metatarsal, so that's a big blow to them. And possibly no Kodja and Onoma, because they're facing late fitness tests. So Villa could arguably be without three of their best players. Yeah, um, definitely QPR are the essence of plucky. Uh, you know they pick up pick up wins and draws against the very best sides. Um, yeah, I feel like they're one of those teams that you never really want to bet against. Um, so yeah, I think QPR are definitely uh, definitely are within a good chance of yeah. beating the Villa. Not bad. I want to get your thoughts as well on uh, the Leeds Borough game because on the Sunday we've got Leeds at home to Middlesbrough live on Sky. Um, Rumours are circling that uh, Thomas Christensen may be facing the sack if Leeds potentially lose this game or he, you know, results don't pick up in the next two or three games. Do you think that's fair? Do you think he, he deserves it? or What's your thoughts? They're 10th. They're three points off the playoffs. I always think that if a team is within the playoffs, you know, it's kind of glasses half full, half empty. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'd be saying, you know, bloody hell, it, it's not not done and dusted, is it? They're not down in 18th or whatever. I think it would be very, very harsh. They've been poor recently. And uh, I think they have gone backwards uh, since Monk left. Uh, I think that's blatantly obvious. Um, but I think that would be a very harsh sacking. Yeah. I agree, I agree. I think expectations have been raised a little bit, haven't they? Because they started the season so, so well. Um, if I remember right, they're, they're up at the top of the league in the first, I don't know, eight, nine, ten or so games. But, um, yeah, not been good recently, but I agree, it would be harsh, really harsh, especially three points off the playoffs. So it's it's not exactly huge ground to make up, is it? No. Um, you know... They could be in the playoffs. 
come Sunday. Uh, that's possible. So it would all look different, wouldn't it, if they're yeah. in that magic top six? But uh, yeah, they've definitely gone backwards, and uh, yeah, I, I I think it would be harsh. Well, other than that, there's not an awful lot that um, I pick out. I think you could get a few both teams to score here, namely Hall versus Ipswich and uh, Fulham Derby. But, uh, Norwich Barnsley for me, yeah, both teams to score. Norwich Barnsley, yeah, I can see that one. Perhaps Cardiff Brentford as well, um, both teams could score there. Not too much opportunity in terms of outright winners in the championship this weekend, but perhaps the, the both teams to score markets worth looking down for something to go for. Yes. Right, let's have a little break from looking at the leagues and let's do. A little bit of trivia. So, last week, we had trivia on League 2 stadiums, which Tom got oh, yeah, two Tom. out of four. I think I got I got one wrong. Thanks. <laughs> the question was wrong. <laughs> the question was wrong. Sack the quiz master. <laughs> but, um, okay, here we go for, for this week's trivia. So, I've got four questions for you, and they're all yeah. based on football stories that have... Uh, come about in the last week. So, okay. a couple of quite you know, general, more serious football questions and a couple of more light-hearted. So, we'll start with a serious one. It's uh, obviously been well documented that Italy failed to qualify for a World Cup uh, for the first time in a long time this last week when they, they lost to Sweden in the playoffs. But can you tell me the last year that Italy failed to qualify? For a World Cup? I believe, I believe it was, was it 19, oh man, 19, 1958? Yep, you're right. Well, oh, well, there well, we go. Uh, I've read so much on Italy recently. Um, been really interested about the fallout. So yeah, yeah just that stuck in my mind. All right then, so let's see if this one's stuck in your mind. So, there's been a, a little bit of a a car park smash at a club this weekend. Oh. Oh. So, uh, who crashed their Range Rover into a teammate's Bentley? So you can get oh, you can man. get you can I get one point. This. You can get one point if you name the culprit uh, of crashing the car. You can get oh, another another point. If you can name whose car was crashed into, whose two hundred thousand oh, pound Bentley should we say <laughs> was crashed into? <laughs> oh my god! I I've, I've got a feeling this is in the Premier League. Um, yeah, it ain't gonna I don't be know if I'm right. with that, is it? <laughs> two hundred thousand pound Bentley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be in League Two, is it? That's it. Um. To be honest, I can't really remember, so I'm just going to take a guess. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say just random players: Aaron Ramsey and Callum Chambers. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, it was a guy who, who, who nothing seems to be going right for at the moment. It was poor old Luke Shaw that crashed his range into Phil Jones's Bentley. See, that's an expensive mistake. That is a very expensive, almost an expensive mistake. And I'd just like to apologise to Aaron Ramsey. I, I don't doubt your driving ability. 
<laughs> in the slightest. I just picked you out because you just popped into my head. <laughs> okay. Poor guy. Right. So, two players have signed for a non-league club this week. Uh, the two players being J. Lord Samuel and Nathan Ellington. So they've signed yes. up for a, for a non-league side in the 12th division of English football. Yes, so they have. Can you tell me what that side is? Oh, man. I I know J. Lloyd Samuel is player-manager. I know that. And yeah. they've got, like, they've got Heskey on trial and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. I read all about them as well. Um, no. No, I don't. Surprise me. Um, well, I hope I pronounced this right, but Egerton FC. Egerton FC, Egerton FC. Right. Well, <laughs> we'll maybe we'll be discussing them on the podcast in, in eight years. Eight, yeah, eight years' time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and J. Lloyd Samuel is still manager. <laughs> I would love that. I would yeah. absolutely love that. Me, me um, too. Yeah, it was. It's a cool little story, isn't it? I was reading that uh, J. Lloyd kind of had offers from abroad, but uh, yeah. wanted to stay local and wanted to kind of still still playing. He put a bit of weight on and wanted to shift it. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Apparently, they've also got on trial Danny Weber, Emerson Boyce, uh, Robbie Savage oh, is the under twelve coach. Oh my God! Imagine the pace in this team. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Like a parachute company. <laughs> Um, okay, and the final piece of trivia for you this week. So, one famous face in the footballing world presented the best song award at the MTV European Music Awards. Who was it? I don't watch this stuff. I, I, Do you read the news? I honestly... You I, the Pascal Segan. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal Segan, I'm going to guess for. What is that guy going to be doing at the MTV MA? <laughs> I don't even. I have no idea oh, where on. to start. It's if, probably going to be who, like who, a flashy. Yeah, go it's on. Gonna be yeah, a, you're on the right line. Flashy like new football. It's going to be Neymar. Yes, probably. you're right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, obviously, no, ev- Neymar is everything wrong with modern footballers. Unbelievable <laughs> player, but he's bloody. He's released songs. He dresses like a transvestite. <laughs> he just. He drives me insane. He's so good, but he does my nutting. <laughs> Oh dear. That's not okay, Pipkin. That's not okay that I didn't know who it was and I just guessed Neymar. And you got, and it, got right. it right. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> oh dear. I'm still waiting for him to drop his first album. Can't wait. You love him, don't you? I can't you wait. Love it. He's fantastic. Yeah. I oh love my it. God. I want to join this him is... and Lewis Hamilton and their little crew. Oh, see. That's embarrassing. <laughs> totally embarrassing, but. Oh dear. Hey ho, that, that's football, I suppose, isn't it? Just compare planes and cars and money. That's it. It's, it's all. Andy Cole is all to blame. Andy, <laughs> Andy Cole, Cole. Was, the, was the first professional player I remember releasing a song. If uh, some of the younger listeners may not remember, Andy Cole released a song called Outstanding. It's actually relatively catchy, but I don't think footballers and music should be. Uh, should be mixing. That's a big no from me. Is that the one where the video is driving in a car, like bopping his head and tapping on the bopping steering wheel? Bopping his head. Then, he, then he's in the club. <laughs> and he sings about scoring 
Oh, it is so cringy. Things about sex, drugs, and women, and really. <laughs> it's, it's oddly catchy. <laughs> I recommend everyone listens to it just to see what it's like. Yeah, we'll we'll post a link on the Twitter or something in the week. So yeah, <laughs> not seen let's it. Let's do that. We'll, we'll let's post do that. that there. Right. Anyway, that ends trivia for this week. Fifty uh, percent again. It seems to be a, a recurring theme for you. Um, let's move on to League One. Uh, is there anything here? which stood out for you, betting-wise? Because kind of like the champ, it's, it's pretty tough this week. Yeah, not too much um, out there in terms of amazing opportunity. Um, I'm going to go for what I think is very good value and probably the better the weekend in League One. Mm. Uh, it's Green Army! <laughs> it's Glimmer for a Gale! Yeah. Uh, they have randomly, out of absolutely nowhere, decided that the season's starting. They're, they've been like a bear hibernating. <laughs> uh, but instead of hibernating from the winter, they hibernated pretty much all summer and, and uh, autumn. <laughs> they are slowly, slowly, slowly climbing the league. Yeah. And I say slowly because they're still second bottom. However, they were looking very bleak up until maybe a month ago, five, six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were unbeaten in their last six. Uh, Graham Carey, uh, I believe, has just won uh, League One uh, Player of the Month yeah. and Goal of the Month. He is pretty much driving them forward on his own. They've got an Oxford team that is a little lost, I think. Uh, before the season started... I think it's fair to say to Tom, me and you expected them to be top top six at yeah, least, yeah. if yeah, not pushing for automatic. Yeah. Um, but no, they haven't won in their last six games. Um, they have not really hit the heights that we expected and they are going to uh, Home Park. I believe it's still called Home Park. A um, little bit vulnerable. So I like the look of the Green Army in Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. No, I I, I agree, mate. Um, they're probably the outsider tip of the weekend. Great odds, fifteen to eight. So just under two to one. Um, yeah, I can definitely see them see them winning. Uh, it was so impressive the win away at Bradford, who are usually so so strong at home, and. My, they they did that without Graham Carey. I think he was actually picked up a knock for that game, so he didn't actually play. Which makes it even more yeah, impressive. Even more impressive. Uh, so yeah, um, fifteen to eight. I think that is a really really good bet for the weekend. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'll pick up the next one, and I'm going to go for Wigan at home to said Bradford. So Wigan are eight to thirteen. Um, they played eight home games, six wins, two draws, no defeats, and they've kept a clean sheet in the last six of those home games. Um, Bradford, as we just said, have had a little wobble of late. They've had consecutive losses, including the one we just mentioned at home to Plymouth, who were, were at the time, bottom of the league, so that's not great. Um, I think Wigan are going to be too strong for this Bradford side. Yeah, um, Bradford are just kind of... I don't know. They're always the nearly men, aren't they? Always I feel like for so long they've looked bride. like getting promoted. Yeah. And they're still kind of 
stumbling. Yeah. They're still not that League One powerhouse that we would expect them to be by now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Wigan are definitely the favourites. I think the, the uh, price is a little harsh. It is. Uh, but it we is. have to remember yeah. that Wigan won the FA Cup. Um, in week. 2000 and what 11 maybe <laughs> yeah so so obviously they're an amazing team yeah um, so, uh... so <laughs> I think it's a little harsh but yeah I think that's a good tip thank you any more from you I don't want to disappoint the profit chasers but also I don't want to tip things I don't believe in um, so for me that's me done for League One it honestly is uh, there's one more which I would look at, but I wouldn't strongly tip this. Um, but that's Blackburn away at Bury. So Blackburn are 19 to 20, just a shade under evens. Um, they're playing bottom club Bury, who, to be honest, they're absolutely terrible recently. They've got no manager. Um, they've just lost at home to non-league Woking 3-0 in the FA Cup replay which isn't a great sign for any club. Um, yeah, the reason I say I don't strongly tip this is because I just don't know what to expect from Blackburn half the time. Whenever I expect them to win, they just don't seem to win. But they really should be winning this game if they've got any ambitions of, of automatic or, you know, a comfortable playoff place. Because they've got the quality yeah. in the squad to do it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh... Bradley Dack has been a good talisman for them, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's really played well this season. And yeah, you you need to go away at Bury and you need to win. I don't fancy them enough to tip them, I don't think. But also, I can understand why you have. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on to League Two then. Hopefully, the more profitable grounds of League Two. Do you want to hit, kick us off? Yeah, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to revisit Forest Green. Yeah. Um, I know, obviously, we had them double chance last week. So, really, you know, I know they didn't win, they drew, uh, but we tipped them, right? Yeah, well, uh, This week, I'm going to go just... one further, and I'm going to say that they're going to win. Yeah. Um, they took the lead against Crawley. They were knocked back. Um, they conceded, I think it was around the 70th minute or so. And this week, they are facing Crewe. Just to add to that, Forest Green actually hit the woodwork three times in that game against Crawley last week. See, that that breaks my heart. And yeah. uh, they, they've got Crewe at home. And in Crewe's last 17 games, they've won four and lost 13. Jesus, that's bad. So, so they are not really the best side in this league. No. Um, they have won... Two of their last six, uh, but both of those have been followed up by two defeats. Um, so yeah, Forest Green for me, they're six to five. Um, so we're not getting the uh, two to one we got last week. Um, but yeah, Forest Green for me will go one one further, and I think they'll pick up the win. Yeah, I agree with that one. I agree. Um, another team for me who I think should win this week is is Wickham. They're at home to Crawley. And they're three to four. Uh, Wickham, granted, they've not been on the best run recently, so just one win in the last six. But they still occupy seventh in the league, um, so that's the last playoff spot in League Two. 
they're one of the top scorers in the league. I think the actually the second top scorers in the whole division with 32 goals in their 17 games. Uh, it's just at the other end where they're a little bit too leaky. So 27 conceded um, compared to the 32 scored. But they play Crawley, who are pretty poor. They've got just one win in their last 10, and they've been particularly poor away from home. Um, so no real form on either side to back that up with, but I think Wickham are the better squad, and they're, they're going to turn a corner eventually, and I think this is a great opportunity for them to do so. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. I'm going to come back to another one uh, that we had last week, and that's Swindon. Yeah. So Swindon are away at Yeovil. Um, they are priced at six to five. Um, Swindon, obviously, they did stumble uh, to a two-two draw at home to Chesterfield last week. Previously, they had won their last five games in a row away from home. They have not been shy uh, on the goal-scoring matters. Um, so, although one was in the Football League trophy, one was in the FA Cup, they put four away against Bristol Rovers. They put five away against Dartford in the FA Cup. Back to league football, they put three past Port Vale away. They put three past Mansfield away. Two past Forest Green. Uh, They stumbled. They lost against Notts County 1-0. They beat Morecambe 1-0 away. Then they went away at Norwich in the EFL Cup way back in August. Scored two at Carrow Road. And then scored two away at Carlisle. So, they've won more. Then they drew and lost away from home this season. Yeovil, you just can't really trust Yeovil, I don't think. I don't think they, they offer too much of a threat. What do you think? Yeah, I could definitely see Swindon winning this one. Uh, it was really disappointing that they actually drew last weekend, especially after going 1-0 up as well. But yeah, definitely tip them to uh, to bounce back from... Well, I say, if, if, bouncing back from if, if you can bounce back from a draw, then uh, yeah, good tip, I think, mate. I'm going to go for, this is one that, it's not as strong a tip as the others that we've given. It kind of depends on the new manager effect. Uh, This is Port Vale at home to Barnet. Port Vale are evens, uh, Barnet are the outsiders here, 27-10. Port Vale have uh, won four out of the last six, drawing one and losing one, so... Pretty solid form. They're against the Barnet side, who have won one game in their last 14 matches in all competitions. Um, And that came way back in uh, the 9th of September. So no wins since then. So that's over two months. Barnet has sat the manager. They're in the relegation zone in League 2. They're in 23rd. And uh, Mark McGee has, has come in who doesn't particularly have a, a good track record recently, to be honest. If they didn't have a new manager, I'd pretty strongly tip Port Vale for this one. Because they do have a new manager, it's a bit less certain because you don't know what kind of influence and impact he's going to have. But Barnet are poor. They're really, really poor. Yeah, I think uh, that's a. this is a classic kind of capitalise on how poor um, the opponents are. As opposed yeah. to, you know, how amazing Port Vale are. Yeah. I think uh, I would bet against them every single week. Um, any more? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to follow that up with Colchester. 
So Colchester are at home to Morecambe. Um, so Morecambe, you know, they've they've won two of the last three games. However, one was against Wickham in the league, which is which is great. That was at home. The other one was also at home uh, in the FA Cup against Hartlepool. Away from home, it's not been a happy story for Morecambe this season. Uh, they have managed to register just the five points away from home this season. They've lost every other game away from home. They've really, really struggled. And I think Colchester, uh, as we mentioned last weekend, uh, they're, they're not you know outstanding, but they're a solid side capable of troubling the, the poorer sides. So... For me, four to five is a, a very decent price. Yeah, that's not bad. Colchester just two points off the playoffs, so they're right up there in the mix if they can string a couple of wins together. Yeah, um, I don't fancy them to really uh, trouble the top seven. No, but, you know, I, I fancy them to you know, be almost there. They're one of those teams, aren't they? They're yeah. going to be on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I've exhausted all that. I think is worth speaking about in League Two. I don't know about yourself. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, I think that is uh, the best of what we had to offer. Yeah, so I definitely think there's a much more opportunity in League League Two than than in League One, the Championship. Uh, I think we're back, aren't we, yeah. to the little League League Two loving that we had last season. We kind of ditched yeah, League it... Two for League One earlier, but we're back. I think now. Oh, buddy, that was a mistake. We're so sorry. Uh, we want to come running back to uh, to League Two because, yeah, you're right. Uh, league Two seems to be the the league this weekend and also the Premier League, which doesn't happen often. Uh, I never really find the Premier League something that's uh, too profitable, but definitely, yeah. uh, definitely something to think about. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's move on to the bomb-proof troubles. Absolutely. So, for new listeners and for regular listeners as well, this is the world-famous bomb-proof treble. So, this is the part of the show where me and Tom will put all that research and all the uh, chat that you've just listened to into a conclusion. And we're going to pick out three teams each that we think are going to win. We'll calculate how much of a return that will uh, bring you, and hopefully you back it and win. Uh, what we're going to do at the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have made as a show, and also we're going to total up how much we would have made um, head-to-head, so individual performance as well. Tom, I'll let you go first this week. Um, Who do you fancy? Right, so I'm going to go for the nice little treble of Forest Green Rovers. They're at home to crew. They're 6-5. to I'm going to go for Burnley. They're at home to Swansea. They're 21 to 20. And I'm going to go for Bournemouth. They're at home to Huddersfield. And they're 17 to 20. And £10 stake on that one pays the nice amount, actually, of £84. Hey, that's pretty handy. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that's very, very decent. Um, I like that a lot. I'm going to counter your treble with a treble of my own. Um, I'm going to go for, we'll start off in League One. We're going to go for Plymouth Argyle. They are at home to Oxford. They're 15 to 8. This is going to pay well. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to dive into League Two. Uh, I'm going to go for Colchester. They're at home to Morecambe. They're four to five. And we're also, we're going to go back and we're going to forgive Swindon and we're going to go for Swindon away at Yeovil. They are six to five. Ten pounds on that pays a monumental £148. Wow. Jeez. It's, yeah. it's a tasty one. You know, research has gone into it and uh, you got two home teams and uh, on-fire away team. Mm. Yeah, I've, I definitely uh, 100% fancy that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely... Yeah, that's not bad. It's obviously, as soon as you dropped the P-bomb, Plymouth, at those two-to-one odds, you know it's going to pay well. But they're a team, as we said, that, that we really think can win, especially when you consider they won away at Bradford at even bigger odds last weekend. Um, yeah, Swindon should win. Great form. Slightly disappointing last week, but should really bounce back. And, and then Colchester, who are very capable, playing a, a Morecambe side that don't travel well at all. So, two good troubles, I think, there. Absolutely. Uh, fingers crossed. Obviously, uh, yours comes in as well. And, you know, we can uh, both celebrate. It would be great to uh, both win. Um, but, you know, we'll take just the one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Especially at those profits. Um, yes. Okay, guys. So, this is the part of the show where we're going to let you know how to get in touch and be social with us. Um, so, the best way to get in touch with us is on Twitter. Uh, we're active on our Twitter account. You can get at us T underscore FB podcast. We also have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. You can email us as well at footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And Tom, do you want to go into the details about the website? Yeah, so you can get us on the website as well, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. Lots of great features on the website now. There's the forum, which we encourage everybody to go and join. It's free to join, takes 20 seconds, um, and we can just start to really build the community on the forum we can discuss tips with each other you can share your bet slips on there um, there's also the blog on the website as well so there's a lot of recent blogs now been going up and you can also submit your own blog if you want to so you'll get all the credit for that it'll just go up live on our site if you're a keen writer then please do go on and, and submit some of your work we'd love to hear from you so yeah I think that's that's all from from me other than thanks for listening yeah, thanks for listening as ever. Uh, really appreciate all the feedback. So if you could uh, rate and review on iTunes as well, um, you know, if you've really enjoyed the show, then we'd really appreciate it if you let the gurus at Apple know that. Um, and yeah, I think it is uh, goodbye from me. Yeah, time to say goodbye from me as well. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, as ever, good luck for the best for the weekend. Mm-hmm.